Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi. Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Got a long day of NFL action ahead of us. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. We've got a ton of unbelievable matchups today. There's a ton of value all across the fantasy football landscape. I'm juiced. I'm ready to go today. I think we're all going to win our fantasy matchups. I think we're all going to win some cash in our daily lineups. I think it's going to be a really good day today. I'm really excited for what we've got coming up. But there are some fantasy owners who might be struggling right now. Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, A.J. Brown, Kenny Galladay, and George Kittle. All of those guys are players that you drafted to be difference makers every single week in your fantasy lineup, and none of them are playing this week. Uh, It's not great. With Michael Thomas, you could potentially be missing Michael Thomas for several weeks, so you have to weather the storm. That, that That's what I'm here for. And then there's a ton of great options this week. There's a ton of opportunity to trade for guys at value or to pick up guys. There, there's, there's a ton of unbelievable matchups this week. But you got to make trades. I'm not saying you need to deal these guys specifically, but you have to be willing to hit the fantasy bargain bin a little bit to start building your line of space solely off of matchups to try and cash in on some of these boom players. So... Let's do it. Let, let's get to some of these boom players. The Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line, 913-576-7610. Text in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout the show. Let's get let's get going. Spread the field. The New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. This game is a sneaky fantasy game. Uh, <laughs> I Especially if you had Mitch Trubisky in your lineup last week, you were, you were probably pretty happy with it. Uh, But the New York Giants offensive line is bad, and that concerns you a little bit for Saquon Barkley. But, I I mean, let's be be real. They went against one of the best defenses in the NFL last week, and Saquon was super active in the passing game, so you love to see that. You just need to see him get some rushing yards going. The, the, The Steelers' defensive line is one of the absolute best in the NFL. So I'm not too concerned about this. A much better matchup. The Bears' defense is not the Bears' defense from a couple of years ago. We seem to... I feel like a lot of fantasy players are still avoiding the Bears defense like it's legitimately one of the five best units in the NFL, and that's not the case. You can run on this Bears defense, so I actually really like Saquon Barkley today. I think he's got an opportunity to get things going. I think this is a really good game for him. Adrian Peterson 
tore up this Bears defense last week. Like if Adrian Peterson can rush for 93 yards on this defense, I think Saquon Barkley can have a good day even behind a bad offensive line. And I don't hate Daniel Jones right now. Uh, the Bears have holes in that secondary. You, 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 you can beat them. And I like Darius Slayton a lot as well. He's likely going to see Kyle Fuller, who's the best cornerback the Bears have. But I think Slayton's a stud who can be in your weekly lineup. Uh, Golden Tate is questionable, but he's likely to be back in this game. I think you could probably put him in your lineup if you're thin at wide receiver, if you're dealing with one of those big time injuries that I just named. And Sterling Shepard's a guy that, yeah, same situation. You could probably slide him into your lineup if you're dealing with a lot of injuries. But I don't necessarily love Golden Tate or Sterling Shepard. I think we've got better value on the board that we can try to attack this week. I do like Evan Ingram. He, he was kind of a letdown in week one, but I think he's going to bounce back. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had a good game against the Bears last week. I think Evan Ingram can do the same this week. Uh, and Benny Snell ran all over the Giants team last week. So I actually like David Montgomery going for the Bears a lot this week, going against a poor run defense. Tart Cohen just got a new contract. He wasn't involved enough in the offense in week one for me to just put him in my lineup, though. I got to see them get him involved in some way. So I'm putting him on the bench this week. Uh, Mitch was actually really good in the fourth quarter last week. It took him a while to get going, but I mean, we've seen this before with Mitch, like Mitch isn't a guy you need to put in your weekly fantasy lineup, but he's a guy that you can, you can plug and play if you need to. Occasionally he's going to have a good game. I really love Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller this week. I think they're both in for good games against the bad giant secondary. I think you can put both of them in your lineup. The Atlanta Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys. This should be the most popular game for everybody. I've got action in this game everywhere. It, it, it's going to be an unbelievable game. I hope it's the high scoring affair that, that I think it can be because it should be a fun one in Dallas today. Um, I absolutely love all of the Dallas pass catchers, CD lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. I'm playing some combination of them in virtually every daily lineup that I have this week. Same goes for Dak Prescott. Same goes for Ezekiel Elliott. I absolutely love them going against this Falcons defense that just got torched by Russell Wilson last week. You know, Dak is a player that headed into this season. The Cowboys are supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. Dak's supposed to be an MVP candidate, and he did not play that way in week one. I think he's going to bounce back in a significant way. Um, you, you know, I think the Rams defense is a little bit better than we were giving it credit for headed into Sunday night football. So I don't think it was a shock that Dak struggled and the offense didn't exactly look great, but you still got to see enough to, to be hopeful moving forward. I still think this is one of the three best offensive units in the NFL, even after losing tight end Blake Jarwin and same goes for the Falcons. Their passing offense is just ridiculous. They had three, their three starting wide receivers all had 12 targets, nine catches and over a hundred yards last week. That's Calvin Ridley. That's Julio Jones. That's Russell Gage. I think you can start all three of those guys again today. Uh, cause, cause you're not, you're not banking on Todd Gurley. The Falcons just don't run the ball like that. Like Gurley did get a fair amount of snaps last week and he did get a touchdown. He made the most of his opportunity, but the Falcons just aren't a team that's going to look to run. I mean, Todd Gurley can still be in your lineup. But I want all of those pass catchers, and I want each and every single one of them in my lineup if I can get them. And same goes for Matt Ryan. The Lions at the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, in your lineup. He looked incredible in week one. Devontae Adams, obviously a lock. He's going to be one of the most popular daily plays today going against an awful, awful Lions secondary. Although they might get rookie cornerback Jeffrey Okuda back. Uh, so he should step in, but even with that, their secondary is still super questionable. So I love Rogers. I love Adams. 
And Marquez Valdez-Scantling is an interesting option. He had a long touchdown last week, but he did drop another huge gain. And that's kind of been his issue throughout his career so far. He's just inconsistent. We don't know. Like, Alan Lazard might be the more reliable Packers wide receiver moving forward. But Scantling's certainly more interesting. He certainly has more big play boom upside. So I still like Scantling this week. I still like Lazard. But Adams obviously has to be in your lineup. And I think I'd rather go with MVS just for the boom potential than Alan Lazard this week. Uh, Aaron Jones didn't get enough snaps last week. But you obviously still have to put him in your lineup. He still managed 20 touches. He's still the lead back. Uh, but it seems like it is moving more towards a, a committee approach, which you hate to see for a guy that you probably drafted really high. But considering where you drafted him, you have to put him in your lineup. I actually really like Adrian Peterson. He's going against a bad Packers run defense. They're also going to be playing without middle clogger Kenny Clark. Uh, Peterson looked good in week one. It appears he's going to continue to get work in that offense. So I think Adrian Peterson's a guy you can put into your lineup today. I've got him in the lineup because I just like the matchup. Uh, DeAndre Swift also intriguing. Even after that touchdown drop last week, DeAndre Swift showed enough promise that I'm willing to plug him into my lineup as a flex option if I don't have better candidates. Uh, and then Kenny Galladay, of course, out. Marvin Jones wasn't great last week. Quintez Cephas led the team in targets. You don't want to see that. Uh, but Marvin Jones still needs to be a guy that you could potentially put in your lineup. I, I would rather avoid him, but he he's going to have some upside, and you know that the Lions are going to have to throw the football. So he's got to be in your lineup even after a letdown in week one. And I actually like TJ Hawkinson this week. He's still not getting as many snaps and as many routes as I'd like to see, but he, he's got so much upside, I think you can still put him into your lineup. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. The Jags looked better in week one than we anticipated, but Ryan Tannehill was very good in this matchup against Jacksonville last season. So I actually like Ryan Tannehill, even though he's going to be playing without AJ Brown, I still think there's going to be opportunity there. And Corey Davis was really good week one, and I would absolutely plug him into my lineup, but he was kind of dealing with a hamstring injury this week. So that makes me a little bit cautious taking on a Jags team that looked a lot better than we anticipated in week one. I don't know if I want to rely on Corey Davis being one of my top pass catching options, but if I like Ryan Tannehill, then I have to like Corey Davis enough to put him into my, my lineup. I love Johnny Smith this week. I think he's going to have a very big game. And Derrick Henry obviously locked in your lineup. Derrick Henry is going to get absolutely fed, especially if they don't have A.J. Brown. I love Gardner Minshew, but the Titans defense is fairly solid and their offensive line is still bad for Jacksonville. So I don't love Gardner Minshew today. I do like DJ Chark. He only had three targets last week, but he still caught a touchdown. I think he's going to get more targets this week. The Titans don't have a Dory Jackson, uh, Malcolm Butler and Jonathan Joseph, both super questionable outside cornerbacks. So I think DJ Chark's going to have an opportunity today. I'm not, I'm not willing to plug in LaVisca Chenault or Keelan Cole. DJ Chark still the number one wide receiver in that offense. So he absolutely needs to be in your lineup and James Robinson is their top running back. I like James Robinson moving forward. Hopefully you got him on your waiver wire. Hopefully you got him at a discount because he looks like he's going to be the top back in Jacksonville. I just don't want to play him this week against the Tennessee Titans run defense. Their team, their defense is very, very good in that regard. So, uh, so I'm not willing to just plug and play James Robinson into my lineup. Uh, Smitty's garage burger and beer text line, nine, one, three, five, seven, six, seven, six, 10. Again, text in your lineup questions all throughout the show. I will try to answer those to the best of my ability. Make sure we get your lineup set and make sure we get you in a good position to win your fantasy matchups. But, uh, 
need a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll get to some more matchups and go through some of my favorite players of the week. But before that, let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. Could be some rain in the Ravens and Texans game, but other than that, we should have pretty good weather all across the NFL today. I'm excited. I'm juiced. We got good matchups across the board. Let's do. Let's get this done. But uh, let's hit a quick timeout again. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Text me your lineup questions when we get back. The Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. 610 Sports Radio, broadcasting live from the Brown and Crouppen Studios. Pete Sweeney here with your daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, September 20th. Let's start with Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm pairing him with wide receiver Amari Cooper, who he threw to 14 times last week. My running backs, Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. I also like Julio Jones and Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams against those young Chiefs cornerbacks. Give me tight end Chris Herndon. My flex is Denver's Melvin Gordon. And I'll take the Arizona Cardinals defense against the Washington football team. Only put this lineup in if you are looking to bathe in money tonight. I want a bath full of money. I want you to dive in and it to be that cushy cash. Keep it locked in all day. 610 Sports Radio for all your Chiefs coverage. Also hit arrowheadpride.com for your Chiefs news and notes. Good luck. Of course, make sure you listen to Pete Sweeney. He's trying to help you win that cushy cash, as as he put it. So uh, we've got a ton of really good lineup suggestions today. I think we can win some money if uh, if, if you buy what, I, what I'm trying to sell. I like that lineup from Pete Sweeney quite a bit. You can hear Pete Sweeney all across 610 Sports Radio all throughout the week. We cut, we've got your football covered better than any station in Kansas City. Uh Normally, we have my friend Ben Heisler from Sports Illustrated coming up at 930, but Ben's actually going to be off today. So my guy, co-host of the Force to Punt podcast on the 435 Podcast Network, Dusty Likens, going to be joining me at 930 to uh, discuss some of the top fantasy storylines, some trade candidates, things like that. And he's actually going to be coming up from 10 to 12 today as well, filling in for Jay Binkley. And then Vern's taking over at noon for some Royals baseball. So we've got we've got a ton of action today on 610 Sports Radio. Go line goat. Joshua Kelly got all the goal line looks for the Chargers in week one. He was also very productive, getting 12 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Justin Jackson's already been ruled out of this game. So it appears Kelly's already locked into that number two spot. You can probably go ahead and drop Justin Jackson. You shouldn't be rostering him right now. Uh, anyways, and I and I think he's the number three back now. Joshua Kelly looks like a very talented player, and I think he's got weekly value and upside as long as he continues to produce because you know he's going to get the the very valuable goal line attempts moving forward. Obviously, Austin Eckler, still a really talented player, still going to be a weekly starter in your lineup, but I really, really like Joshua Kelly the rest of the season. Loud wrong. I was all in on Deshaun Jackson last week. I really thought I was thinking back to last season. And I think it was week one or two week one or week two before Deshaun Jackson got hurt where he went off. He was the Eagles only deep threat. He did not produce last week though. I, I mean, the Eagles in general just look terrible. They're dealing with a ton of injuries and embarrassing awful week one loss to the, to the football team. And Jackson only had two catches for 46 yards. He also just didn't get that many snaps. Like he wasn't even out there running that many routes for a team that's dealing with injuries, 
That's super concerning. I'm not starting Deshaun Jackson again until I see something from him, until I see a little bit of life. It is encouraging that the Eagles will have Miles Sanders back today, so hopefully that helps their entire passing offense. All birds. Pete Sweeney just gave you his lineup. Now I'm going to give you my lineup. I've got Dallas Cowboys stacks all over the place. I've got Atlanta Falcons stacks all over the place. We need action from that game, but there's a lot of other value across the board that I absolutely love today. Dak Prescott is my quarterback in this particular lineup. This is one of my favorite lineups of the day. Ezekiel Elliott, I think, is also going to be in for a very big day. I've got him in multiple lineups. Ronald Jones. A, a, a sneaky good play this week. He was their top running back for the Bucks last week. He was just going against one of the one of the best run defenses in the NFL, so he didn't produce that much. Ike, he's got a much better opportunity going against Carolina Panthers today, the worst run defense in the NFL. I think Jones is in for a good game. Even if Leonard Fournette winds up getting a few more snaps today, I still think Jones is the lead back for the time being. Uh, you know I love my guy Paris Campbell. It was very encouraging in week one to see him lead the Colts in targets. Uh, he he also led them in yards. And, and so this week, I really like T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell this week because the Colts are also dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, they lost Marlon Mack last week. Uh, Jack Doyle's not going to play in this game. Trey Burton's not going to play in this game. Zach Pascal is questionable. Michael Pittman's not going to play in this game. So it's going to be all Paris. It's going to be all TY today. I absolutely love Paris Campbell. He's an unbelievable value on all, all daily sites right now. And you know I'm going with that Cowboy stack, so I got to squeeze Amari Cooper into my lineup. I also already told you that I absolutely love Anthony Miller. I've got him in my lineup. And I love Jonu Smith today. Without A.J. Brown, I think Jonu Smith's going to be in for a, a heavy, heavy target share. I also really love Jonathan Taylor. Colts head coach Frank Reich, after the Marlon Mack injury, announced that Jonathan Taylor was going to be their starting running back moving forward. And it was super encouraging to see him involved in the passing game so heavily last week. I love Jonathan Taylor today. I think he's got a very good matchup. And I love the Buffalo Bills defense against my Miami Dolphins. Man, the Dolphins really let me down week one. Doesn't sound like Devontae Parker is probably going to go today either. He might he might go, but he didn't look healthy in week one. And, and they're, they're just overall offense just isn't quite there yet. I do still like the Dolphins moving forward, but I'm not plugging Miami Dolphins into my lineup right away. So that's my that's my money lineup. I think if you if you decided to plug that lineup in, I think we could potentially win some cash today. Let's get to a couple more matchups real quick. The Minnesota Vikings at the Indianapolis Colts. I was just talking about this game. Uh, the Colts secondary didn't look great last week, and that means Kirk Cousins, who wound up having a solid fantasy performance last week, even though they were getting blown out by the Packers. I still think Kirk is in your lineup this week going against a weak Colts secondary. Adam Thielen should be in for a good game against a modest Colts secondary. Um, I think I think Adam Thielen, somebody just texted us in, uh, you know, Mark Ingram or Adam Thielen. I don't know who your other wide receivers are, but Adam Thielen is an every week starter. He, he, he has a target share that is not easy to come by in Minnesota because they just don't have a lot of other talented wide receivers after trading Stefan Diggs. Like Justin Jefferson, I think is a talented player and we'll kind of see where he goes from there. But Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith are essentially canceling each other out at the moment. And, you know, Dalvin cook and Alexander Madison are going to be involved in that passing game. But Adam Thielen is without a doubt their bona fide number one wide receiver. So he is an every week starter for you. Uh, Dalvin Cook is in your lineup. This Colts run defense is sneaky good, though. Since Matt Eberflus became their defensive coordinator, the Colts run defense has been one of the top run defenses in the NFL. So maybe 
temper expectations for Cook, but obviously you have to put him in your lineup. But because of that, I'm not willing to start Alexander Madison this week, who did have a very good promising week one. Uh, other than that, I don't want any other Vikings offensive weapons. Uh, I just mentioned both the Colts starting tight ends are out. Michael Pittman's going to be out in this one. So it's all T.Y. and it's all Paris Campbell all day, baby. Uh, the Vikings allowed four wide receiver touchdowns in week one. So I love T.Y. I love Paris and I love Jonathan Taylor today. I I, I just think this this Vikings defense, they're kind of going through a rebuild like that. Daniil Hunter's on IR. They brought in Yannick Ngakwe. But they let this this Vikings defense over the last several years that had been one of the best units in the NFL doesn't have a lot of those players anymore. And they've got a lot of young guys with potential, but they're still trying to figure things out. I think this Vikings defense is is a unit that you can start guys against weekly and be confident that they are going to produce for you. The Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. I told you Fitz magic really disappointed me. And, and this Bills defense is just really good. I, I don't. I don't want to start any Miami Dolphin this week. I, I, I'm avoiding them. I, I hope that Devontae Parker gets healthy. I hope that Preston Williams gets right and they get get this figured out because I love both those wide receivers. I like Mike Jasicki. I don't think you can start him this week, though, because the Bills are really, really good against opposing tight ends. Like it's just it's just all bad for the Miami Dolphins this week. So I, I don't want any part of it. Miles Gaskin's a guy that you should have picked up this week. And put him on your bench because he he led their led their backfield in in week one. And Matt Breed is going to be involved. Jordan Howard's going to be involved. Brian Flores said they're going to use all three of them. It, it's just a mess in Miami right now. They, they they still have a lot of things to figure out. So you just can't play those guys on a weekly basis until until we get some more definitive answers on what that what that offense looks like. Uh, Josh Allen obviously locked in your lineup. He was unbelievable last week. He was absolutely fantastic. He should be a weekly starter. Uh, if for nothing more than just his rushing upside, uh, last week was actually his first ever 300 yard passing game. It's kind of unbelievable. He's never had a 300 yard passing game considering how easy it is to pass in the NFL today, but, uh, but Hey, he's not a very good passer. Maybe that's a, a sign of things to come, but he still had a, a couple of pretty bad missed throws last week. Um, I am staying away from Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Singletary looked like he was the clear lead back last week. And I would expect that to, to stay that way moving forward. Zach Moss, who just, he missed a bunch of training camp with an injury. He's still kind of figuring things out. He was the clear goal line back. So there's going to be value there, but I'm not willing to just plug Zach Moss in to my lineup just yet. I need to see a little bit more from him. And uh, Stefan Diggs is in a tough matchup against a solid Dolphins secondary, but he's still the top wide receiver. And, and I still like John Brown. So I, I think they're guys that you can still put into your lineup, but they're not. I, I, I feel like there's, there's stronger plays in the fantasy landscape today. The San Francisco 49ers at the New York Jets. Frank Gore. Frank Gore is listed as the Jets starting running back at this game. Le'Veon Bell was placed on IR earlier this week. Uh, rookie LaMichael Pirine. He's probably going to be out in this game, but he's a guy that you might want to keep an eye on. Uh, he, he does have a little bit of juice. He's a talented player if he gets healthy. And this backfield is in such shambles right now. He could be a speculative ad on your waiver wire, a guy who could get some work later on once he gets healthy. Because I Frank Gore's been unbelievable. And the fact that he's as old as he is and he's still he he's still staying on the field and he's still playing consistently and he never gets injured is just absolutely unbelievable. So if you're in really, really bad shape, 
You could probably put Frank Gore into your lineup, but I, I don't want to. He's going to get all the carries, but it's still the Niners defense. They still have a very talented unit. And they're coming off of a week one loss. So I expect that defense to to be pretty upset. And the Jets offense is just the worst offense in the NFL. Plain and simple. Adam Gase is an awful coach. And and they're they they don't have Jamison Crowder today. Uh Brashad Perriman is making his return, so he could have an opportunity today because the Niners secondary is actually really banged up. They just put Richard Sherman on IR. Uh, another one of their backup cornerbacks is likely out in this game. So there could be potential here for Brashad Perriman. I just don't trust anyone in this offense. Chris Herndon is a guy that I do have in a couple of lineups because he's a really good value on your daily plays. Uh, but in my season long lineups, I still want to just avoid the Jets offense at all costs. Uh, I would actually be in favor of playing Jimmy G this week, uh, but George Kittle is not playing now. Uh, I, I still like Jordan Reed, though. I, I think Reed is a guy that if you're a Kittle owner, I think Jordan Reed's a guy you can pick up and play this week. And he's going to have value because Jimmy G's got to throw to somebody. Uh, rookie Niners wide receiver Brandon Ayuk is expected to make his debut. You likely drafted him. He's probably sitting on your bench. I'm not condoning just plugging him into your lineup, but this Jets secondary is so bad. It's one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. He is a deep dart throw that I that I think could pay off. So, so if you're thin at wide receiver, if you have... Uh, I know a guy who has Chris Chris Godwin and Michael Thomas in the league. So if you're that thin at wide receiver and your two starting wide receivers are not playing this week, I think Brandon Ayuk's one of those players that you could look at. Uh, we need a quick timeout. Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer. Text line 913-576-7610. Continue texting in your lineup questions. I'll try to answer those all throughout the show. But when we get back, my guy Dusty Likens stepping in. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into fantasy football Sunday. Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. Continue texting your lineup questions. I will answer those all throughout the show. Coming up at 10 a.m. today, my guy Dusty Likens is stepping in from 10 to noon. But he's also joining me right now to talk some fantasy football. How you doing, Dusty? Man, I'm good. Sunday, week two, no COVID tests. Uh, we're positive in the NFL for a second straight week, so we're ready to rock and roll, at least for now. Yeah. I thought you were saying, like, you haven't gotten a COVID test, like you're, like, against them or something. Just get with the show. <laughs> this has nothing to do with fantasy football. Uh, Why would it be against a COVID test? <laughs> I don't know. That's the way it sounded when you, <laughs> when you came Keep up. Keep that thing <laughs> out of my nose, man. I don't want you to feel my brain. Uh, but I'm sure you guys are aware Dusty co-hosts a podcast with me on the 435 Podcast Network, the Force to Punt podcast. We release every Wednesday throughout the football season uh, covering all things fantasy football. Uh, but there's a lot to get to today, Dusty. I know you're a Chris Godwin guy. He's yeah. not playing today. George Kittle's not playing today. Michael Thomas is not playing tomorrow. Kenny Galladay's not playing. Jamison Crowder's not playing. A lot of pass catching injuries so far this season. So I don't I don't know what your exposure is to any of those players across your fantasy leagues. But uh, if you're a fantasy owner who's been devastated by early season injury, how are you kind of weathering the storm so far? I think that you have to like realize that like if one of your guys, like I feel like I have this bad mentality when it comes to fantasy football that I'd rather have my guy that I'm going to bank on to be like a receiver one or an RB one. I'd rather them get hurt early in the season. I know that sounds terrible, 
to like hope for injury. But obviously it's better if somebody misses games early and it's not significant. Like, you know that Chris Godwin's going to be back. He's in concussion protocol. They probably don't need him today. Um, just because they play a really bad Carolina Panthers team. They're at home. And for some reason, Tom Brady's been on the field since like seven 30 in the morning. Um, but the way you have to look at it is I think a lot of people look at it one of two ways. Like, great. I drafted this guy. He's hurt. I'm not going to do well now, but again, like you win your fantasy leagues in the middle of the season, when the buys start to fall apart, when people start to, obviously when players start going buys, that's when you start to really like be able to like pick guys up on the waiver wire. So yeah, if guys are out like Godwin, like there's guys available that people missed on like Brandon Ayuk from uh, San Francisco, who's now going to make his NFL day debut today. That's a guy that probably people don't know much about in your league, or they obviously just didn't draft him because of injury. And he's a guy that you could go sneakily get out of the waiver wire. And if he ends up being somebody that could ball out, you've got somebody that you just got lucky on. Uh, and I, I've I've talked about how the week one and week two waiver wires are the two most important waiver wire pickups of the season because that's when we we see guys who we've been talking about all training camp. We see what they can finally do on the field. And so it's really important that you go out and get those guys. And then like a Joshua Kelly. Yeah. Joshua Kelly looked really, really good in his rookie debut. He had 12 carries, 60 yards and a touchdown. You're not putting Joshua Kelly into your lineup every week over Austin Eckler, though. Austin Eckler is still the starting running back. So right now, I think Joshua Kelly, if something happens to Eckler, I think Joshua Kelly could wind up being a star. But I'm trading Joshua Kelly if I have him on my roster. I traded him earlier this week. You got to cash in on that value. So if you're dealing with a lot of injuries right now, Joshua Kelly is a guy that you can move. Benny Snell looks like he's really, really talented. But James Conner is going to play this week. And if James Conner plays, James Conner is the Steelers lead back. So there's value in trading Benny Snell. I'm not just putting Benny Snell in my lineup and hoping that he he splits carries with James Conner. If James Conner plays, James Conner's the lead back. I can't trust that. I'd rather move Snell and get, get some trade value for him. Like J.K. Dobbins looked great week one, had two touchdowns, and Mark Ingram was awful. But Mark Ingram's still the starting running back. In that particular situation, though, I would start J.K. Dobbins on a weekly basis because the Ravens' run offense is just unbelievable. Yeah, I'm all in on J.K. Dobbins uh, just because I think he's part of the piece of the puzzle, like kind of like Clyde Edwards in Kansas City. Like he's somebody that there's not a lot of tape on. Nobody really knows how that team's going to use either one of those guys, and I do truly believe. I think I listened to your uh, like your segment on it one time, and I think uh, Heisler had one too um, about – how J.K. Dobbins could literally win you a championship this year because of like his role in that offense and how important he can be. And we saw it last week. Him and Jonathan Taylor both. Slow start. Obviously, it started to move forward, and they each get cashed in in the end zone. I am rolling with, in one league, I have J.K. Dobbins as my number two running back right now. I traded David Montgomery. I'm rolling the dice. I'm all in on J.K. Dobbins. I think he can be a weekly starter, and he's the most talented running back the Ravens have. In one of the best offenses in football, He's the most talented running back that they have. They've got to get him more involved. Um, so I'm sure you're you're willing to play Emmanuel Sanders in Monday night uh, against the Raiders, who are just an awful secondary. But Michael Thomas, there's potential here for Michael Thomas to miss seven weeks, possibly. I, I think uh, Paul Charchi and our fantasy expert from guillotine.com, he joined the show earlier this week. And he was talking about how I think the Saints have a week seven bye. If Michael Thomas with high ankle sprains, you can't just rush those guys back. 
Giants did it with Saquon Barkley last season, and he essentially lost an entire season because he was just never healthy. Like he wound up towards the end of the season. Once he got healthy, he wound up producing, but he didn't produce at all at any point last season, like a, like a number one running back because he was fighting through injury. So if the saints are smart, you're a super bowl contender. You can't rush Michael Thomas back. So let's say they try to hold him out until after their bye. We're talking about Michael Thomas, not being in your fantasy lineup until after week seven. So are you willing to trade Michael Thomas right now? Because I still think that he's so unbelievable. You can still get plenty of value back for him at the moment. Yeah. Those are always fun conversations because I think a big problem that a lot of people have in fantasy football is that they draft teams and they become attached to them too quickly. I think the biggest trade piece right now for a lot of people call me crazy is George Kittle. I think George Kittle is a guy that probably went high second round either before or right after Travis Kelsey. He gets a ton of targets in San Francisco. Certain I've had many conversations that we see a lot of comparisons about he and Gronkowski and how their careers could play out because Kittle is a guy that that guy on that team is the man. He's the guy that they go to. He's their bread and butter. They're going to crack that guy down as much as they can because you take the feet out of somebody, they can't beat you. And that's where I think George Kittle can come in. And his name is still sexy. It's week two. He's not playing this week. You could probably get some return value that could really help out like a J.K. Dobbins if somebody has it. I get it. There's probably a lot of you that are like, ah, Dusty, I'm holding on to Kittle. He's got too much promise. There's too much value in George Kittle. But again, these seem like aggravating injuries that could keep his numbers down. And if you can strike while the iron's hot, to me, Kittle's one of the biggest names you could trade right now to get a lot of value back from. Or maybe you do find a guy that just doesn't believe in it and it's going to be like, yeah, you know what? He's injury prone. But I think... Kittle's a hot name. Like you said, Michael Thomas out seven weeks. That's tough. But I think Kittle's the hottest name that you could trade to get a lot of value back from right now. On the Niners did say that they think George Kittle is going to come back probably next week. If I could get Allen Robinson for George Kittle right now, I think I'd take that deal. Isn't he? No, that's Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you could, and not only that, like George Kittle's the kind of guy that he doesn't just bring one player in return. Like, you don't have to get rid of George Kittle. That's how you have to look at this. You don't have to trade him, but you have the option to do that. So if you don't get what you want back, you just sit back. It's like uh, Dayton Moore and Whit Merrifield. A lot of value, lots of options. Maybe not everybody doesn't need them, but unless you get what you want, you don't have to do anything with them. But if you can get what you want and play that trade field, do it. Well, and people are going to try to undercut you on these trades because they're going to say, well, he's hurt. If that's the case, just don't trade Michael Thomas and don't trade George Kittle. Like if I have Kenny Galladay on a team, I'm not trading Kenny Galladay because I don't think that I'm going to be able to get the return value that I would for Michael Thomas or George Kittle. Right. Because like Michael Thomas was the number one wide receiver in all of fantasy football last season. Kenny Galladay's never been that he's a talented player. He's a young ascending player but you're not going to get the type of return on investment with Kenny Galladay that you would for Michael Thomas. So like Kenny Galladay is a guy that I'm just hanging on to like Jamison Crowder. Eh, I mean, he was great yeah. week one, but Jamison Crowder is a guy that the fantasy community absolutely loves Jamison Crowder. I did not draft him in a single league. I, I have never believed in Jamison Crowder. I, I know that he's a talented player playing for a bad offense. So he's got plenty of opportunity. I just don't believe in Jamison Crowder winning me my fantasy championship. Crowder chowder, man. I think it's because of nerds like you that like pump these guys up that people start to believe it. And I think you're at fault for reasons for Jamison Crowder. Even though you don't say anything, <laughs> you support this fraternity of fantasy football geeks. And you I all just... stick to, I know you don't. You're an anomaly. But people love people like uh, 
<laughs> people love people like James Crowder because like those are the kind of guys that like you play a week and all of a sudden you look down and you're like, oh yeah, you just got Crowder. I'm up by 15 points. And then he scores two touchdowns on four catches for 20 yards and you lose. Uh, I, I I don't, I just said, I don't like Jamison Crowder. Like, like it's just, there is this, it's the same with Robert Woods. And I know Robert Woods was really good week one, but the fantasy community is obsessed with Robert Woods. I would much rather have Cooper cup on my team than Robert Woods. Well, Robert they, Woods doesn't score touchdowns. Not according to the Rams. They paid him like he does. <laughs> yeah. But they just paid Cooper cup too. Like, sure. like Robert Woods is a good Anton player. Burley, not knocking him. I just wouldn't draft. Like Robert Woods was going in like the fifth round as if he's like a number one wide receiver. I've never believed in Robert Woods that way. Bob Woods pisses me off because he's that guy that I feel like I don't have to worry about. And then I look down into my fantasy thing. And all of a sudden, like last week, like, that's all they threw to for the Rams, which is Bob Woods. <laughs> Stop throwing it to Bob Woods. I don't want him to have 26 points. He's not that type of fantasy player. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I get pissed when those kind of guys, like, like when, when guys like Robbie Anderson beat you in fantasy. I didn't lose last week. But when guys like Robbie Anderson beat you, that's what oh. really puts a sour taste in your mouth. I mean, Robbie's a, Stop, he's a, boom, he's Robbie a Anderson. guy. I tried I to get you on the Robbie Anderson train last year. You're like, I don't, man, he's all right. I, DJ Moore's the guy. He was awful last year. He played, yeah, he for, the awful Jets. Last he week. played for the Jets last year. He played for Carolina last week and ripped up a turf. <laughs> Before we get you out of here, you got any uh, sleepers that you like today? Yeah, Sammy Watkins. I'm dead serious. I know why. We, because I just feel like this new Sammy is like this, doesn't have this pressure to live under a big contract. Last week he did very well. He's a week one king. Um, but I feel like you're going to see more of that with the Chiefs offense. I think people just are tired of being beat by Tyree Kill for 50 yards and a touchdown. I think they're going to start letting Travis Kelsey eat. And I think that when it comes to Sammy Watkins, they're just going to be like, if he has, you know, eight for... 85 and a touchdown. At least we didn't get get beat by Tyree Kill. He's a sleeper. And oh man, what's another one? Uh, I'm good. I'm good on Sammy. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, know, I hope you. I hope you're I also hope good you, on Robbie Anderson. Week one, <laughs> how do you do? I, no, I hope you prove me wrong. I've done it several times. Did you win your league last year? No. Who did? Who won my league? No, I won your. I won my <laughs> league. I'm, I don't care. Why? I don't give a rip about who won your league. I just why know that you did. Why and I would did. anybody care who won my league last year? Because it wasn't you, and you don't like Robbie Anderson. You don't like Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Also, Tyree Kill big game today. I think as well. Even though I contradict my statement, Tyree Kill always blows out the uh, Chargers. I mean, I've won a lot of fantasy championships. No one cares. Get your cheese and go to break. I mean, it's not like it's not like I've never won a fantasy. I mean, he's the one that's sponsored by Old Shawnee Pizza, and I'm not. This guy can eat crust and sausage all day. That was weird. Over the top. I absolutely love Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson today. He he had a couple of missteps last week, a couple of drops early on, but he he got it figured out and he still led the Steelers in targets. I think Deontay Johnson's an absolute stud. I think he's got fantasy superstar potential. And I know the Broncos held AJ Brown down in week one, but I think that had a little bit more to do with Brown being nowhere near healthy, which is evident by him being out this week. Johnson had those missteps, but I think he's going to bounce back in a big way. Broncos likely without cornerback AJ Boye this week. I absolutely love Deontay Johnson. He's one of my top plays. Uh, we hit a quick timeout, but when we get back, we'll get to, we'll get back to some more matchups. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Top off player of the week. I absolutely love Paris Campbell and T.Y. Hilton this week, so I'm picking both of them. 
I think they both have a huge opportunity today in a very favorable matchup. The Vikings secondary got absolutely roasted by the Packers last week, and the Colts are dealing with several offensive injuries themselves. It's going to be Taylor. It's going to be Campbell. It's going to be T.Y. I think Phil's in for a good game today. I absolutely love those wide receivers. I love Paris Campbell. I love T.Y. Hilton. Get them in your lineup today, please. Uh, We still have a bunch of matchups to get to, so let's just go ahead and dive right into them. The Los Angeles Rams at the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't love anyone in this game, really. Jared Goff going against a decent Eagles secondary this week, so I don't love him. He looked good in week one, but that was against a much softer Cowboys secondary. And once the Cowboys started putting pressure on Jared Goff, he looked more like the Goff from last season. Uh, Robert Woods just got a new deal. He looked really good last week, but I don't love any Rams pass catcher today. I, I just... I, I think that the Eagles secondary is much better. They they've spent a lot of money adding cornerbacks to that secondary. I think that they're I think that their wide receivers are going to struggle today. Uh Gerald Everett might not go in this one. So Tyler Higby uh could be in your lineup. I just don't think that Tyler Higby is going to get enough work. Like he, he just didn't see that many targets last week. And the Rams were going out of their way not to target him, really. I I mean the way that they the way that they were passing last week. And I, I still like Cam Akers season long league, but Malcolm Brown is the league guy here. Malcolm Brown was the best running back on their roster last week. And that could change. Cam Akers is still developing. He's he's a rookie and they might get Daryl Henderson back. So maybe Henderson gets a little bit more involved, but if you're going to start a Rams running back, it's Malcolm Brown, not Cam Akers this week. Although the Eagles do have a very, very good run defense. Uh, let's be real about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz just is not an every week starter in your fantasy lineup right now. Like the the Eagles just have so many question marks on their offensive line with injuries. Uh, They have so many pass catching injuries like Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard are going to be weekly fantasy starters, but they kind of cancel each other out. So they wind up capping the fantasy upside. Miles Sanders, we expect to be heavily involved. I love Miles Sanders today, and I want to see him explode because he's a really talented player, and I really want to see him succeed. I just don't trust Carson Wentz. Like, like, like I feel like we've been doing this for several years now since they won the Super Bowl, and we always get let down by by the Eagles' offense. So, so I'm not doing it. Carson Wentz right now is a matchup dependent quarterback for me. He is not a week week to week fantasy starter anymore. The Denver Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers' defense is really good. Their secondary looked a little rusty week one, but I still don't love Drew Locke. He's just the Broncos. The Broncos' offensive line's bad. I think the Steelers are just going to put pressure on him all day. Uh, Cortland Sutton's probably going to go. He's going to test it out uh, pregame, but they're saying he's likely to play today. So I don't love Cortland Sutton. I don't love Jerry Judy, although I do want to see Cortland Sutton in action. Hopefully he's healthy uh, because I think he's a really talented player, and I I love Cortland Sutton moving forward. This Steelers defense is just really, really good. So I I don't want to have to rely on Sutton or Judy in any of my fantasy lineups this week. Uh, Noah Fant looked great in week one. I think he, he's still going to be in my lineup this week uh, because the Steelers, if you can't, if you can't accomplish anything against them, it's generally with the tight end position. So I actually like Noah Fanta, Melvin Gordon. He's going to be in play because Philip Lindsay is not going to play in this game, 
but we saw what Pittsburgh's defense did uh, to Saquon Barkley last week. I like, I, I think you have to temper expectations for Melvin Gordon, but I understand in your season long league, you probably don't have anybody who's going to get as many guaranteed touches this week as he is. Uh, the Broncos defense is also struggling with injuries. Uh, they only managed one sack last week. So I, I love big Ben today. And I, I love Juju Smith Schuster who caught two touchdowns last week. And I already told you that I love Deontay Johnson. Uh, AJ Boye is not going to play in this game and, and their secondary for, for Denver was already a little bit questionable. Uh, no Von Miller. I, I just don't, th this Broncos defense just is not having a good start to the year. I think Pittsburgh is going to absolutely explode today. Um, but I, I'm not willing to put James Washington or chase Claypool in my lineup just yet. Chase Claypool though, if he's available on your waiver wire, he's a guy I would heavily consider adding and stashing on my bench. Cause I think he could have some, uh, mid season upside, uh, Eric Bree Ebron got a lot of hype headed into the year and did absolutely nothing last week. So you cannot put him in your lineup and, uh, James Connor is expected to play. Uh, so he should be in your lineup and he, he should have opportunity to produce. I know Benny Snell looks great in place of Connor last week, but you can't start Benny Snell. If James Connor is going to be active, they might use both backs, but Mike Tomlin traditionally likes to lean on one guy. He's not a, a committee type of head coach. So I don't think you can trust that they're going to utilize both of those guys. So if Connor Connor plays, he's got to be in your lineup. I don't think you can put Benny Snell in your lineup though. The Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I really like touchdown Tommy this week against one of the youngest and currently worst secondaries in the NFL. Uh, the Bucks are dealing with no Chris Godwin today, so you don't love that. But Mike Evans says he's fully healthy. He was a full go at practice. He has no injury designation headed into this game. So I absolutely love Mike Evans today. I think Mike Evans could go off. And I like Scotty Miller. Uh, he, he got a lot of looks from Tom last week, and I think he's going to be in, in for uh, a big game here today. I've got him in our guillotine league. I got him in my lineup uh, because with no Chris Godwin, he's going to get a ton of targets from Tom, and they already seem to be building that chemistry. Uh, Gronk out snapped OJ Howard last week, but OJ Howard got more targets and caught a touchdown from Tom Brady. I still think Gronk is the guy that you want to have. I think they're just kind of getting him acclimated to playing again because he sat out all last season. I think Gronk's going to be just fine. You know, Brady loves him. He's going to get fed. I think Gronk should be in your lineup today. And I absolutely love Ronald Jones this week. I've got him in multiple lineups. He's going against one of the worst run defenses in the, in the NFL. And I think Leonard Fournette could, could be an emergency plug and play today. He didn't get many snaps last week. I would expect his snap count to go up, but Ronald Jones is still the starting running back. The Bucks defense is much better than people realize. And it's not just the run defense. I know their secondary struggled last season, but they've got really young corners with talent and, and they, they shut down the saints passing game last week. I know the saints put up a lot of points, but it was really based off of the turnovers, not necessarily the bucks defense. So, so I, I do actually really like this bucks secondary. So I don't love the Panthers wide receivers today. Uh, obviously you're going to put Christian McCaffrey in your lineup. That goes without saying, but DJ Moore led the team in targets last week, but he was quiet. And I love DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is a really talented player. He's super young. He's only 23 years old. He's the most talented wide receiver that the Panthers have. I just get a little concerned with him in non PPR leagues because he's a PPR monster, but does he carry that, that mega upside in non PPR leagues where he's going to get you 150 yards in two or three touchdowns or something like that. Like those massive monster weeks that you see these top wide receivers in the NFL have sometimes 
DJ Moore doesn't have very many of those so far in his career. Like he he just doesn't have that many games where he goes off like that. And so I want to see that more from him because in non PPR leagues, he's not going to put up massive games like some of these other wide receiver ones that we know about. And Robbie Anderson went off last week. He had the long touchdown. I, I do like Robbie Anderson moving forward. He's the clear cut number two wide receiver in this offense. Curtis Samuel is on the bench. He, you can probably drop Curtis Samuel. I don't think you should be rostering him to be completely honest. And I need to see more from me and Thomas before I'm willing to just plug and play him in my lineup each and every week. The Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals. I know Washington's one and zero to start the season, but they still didn't look like a good football team. That defensive line does look legitimate though. If Washington's defense is on your waiver wire, I am on board with you picking them up and adding them. Uh, but as far as their backfield goes, they need to unleash Antonio Gibson. If Antonio Gibson's as talented as they've been telling us all season that he is, why did JD McKissick lead their backfield in snaps last week? Why did Peyton Barber get more the most carries? Peyton Barber got 17 carries for 29 yards and two touchdowns last week. Just absolutely brutal production, but he got the touchdowns. And so you can't start Antonio Gibson. And some of you drafted Antonio Gibson. If you did your draft super late, Antonio Gibson was going as high as like the third round. And you know how many players you could get? I got DJ Moore in the third round of a draft. I'd much rather have DJ Moore than Antonio Gibson right now. We got to see it. They, they got to unleash him. And so I don't, you can't start him right now. You can't start anybody in that backfield. And Terry McLaurin's going to see a, a mixture likely of Drake Kirkpatrick and Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson looked good last week, but he, he still the last couple of years hasn't quite been the uh, shutdown guy that we were used to seeing. So I do still like Terry this week. And I actually like Logan Thomas. Cardinals are really bad against opposing tight ends and Logan Thomas looked good in week one. Uh, I love Kyler. So he's in great shape. You're obviously putting him into your lineup. Uh, Washington front is a problem, but Kyler's mobility is going to help him quite a bit. I still think he'll be fine today. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously a lock, and I don't trust Christian Kirk or Larry whatsoever. Chiefs and Chargers, fire him up. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill specifically has had a lot of success against the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Tyreek Hill is going to go off today. Uh, you could probably play Sammy Watkins. I don't trust him, though. I wouldn't put him in my lineup. Clyde, obviously, he's a stud. You put him in your lineup. McCole Hardman's nothing more than a dart throw until we see his snap count go up. Got to see more from him. Uh, I'm not starting Tyrod Taylor, but I will But I will start Austin Eckler. He's had success against the Chiefs in the past. Uh, Joshua Kelly's got to be on the bench until we kind of see how that plays out. And I do like Mike Williams this week. The Chiefs don't have Charvarius Ward. Mike Williams, not Keenan Allen, was Tyrod Taylor's favorite target last week. And I like Hunter Henry, who's also had some success against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think he's in for a good matchup. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, uh, 913-576-7610. I'm sure Dusty will answer your questions. He's taken over from 10 to noon. Vern's taking over at noon for the Royals. We got Chiefs post game later on this evening. Keep it right here, locked and loaded on 610 Sports Radio. We've got a long day of action all across the league. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.